0: Why don't we begin? Report to We hope you enjoy a little down. And this is Fresh, Fresh Hop Cinema. Hop. Hey, and welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, my name is Max Minardi. So I'm Johnny Somers. I'm sorry, I was distracted. We both uh wrote uh, to each other on our notes, upside down from across the table, and I saw what he was writing, and I tried to write uh, sort of a, a clap back and a retort. <laughs> mine looks so much worse. I also couldn't see your arm was blocking it, but you know, that's part of the, we strategy. Get the idea. It's my strategy. If you've never heard the show before, it's a podcast about craft beer and movies. We're based out of Chico, California. Yes. We record each and every week, and we talk about you were gonna say something, I'm just right? Just listening. There. We I'm talk actively about listening. Two craft beers and one movie. And this week, we are covering a film called Dark Phoenix. And if you haven't seen it yet, because it just came out this weekend, don't worry. We're not going to spoil it until the very end of the show, and we'll be like, heads up, we're in the danger zone, so we're going to spoil it. Also, we're going to cuss like sailors by that point. So, you know, that's what you're in for.
1: Yeah, those are all facts. Those are all true, true facts Yes, that ring hard and accurate when we record. So I have a couple questions for you. Uh, where can they find us?
0: Yeah, where can they find us on like social media? Well, While we keep the house,
1: you can't find us on uh, Facebook Live because it's yeah, I don't know what's up apparently with that broken. So yeah. good looking out, Zuck. Would have been fun. Yeah, but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Fresh Hop Cinema, untapped and letterboxed for beer and movie reviews. Also, freshhopcinema.com, your
0: online home for all things us. We got all sorts of cool stuff there. We have movie reviews, like written ones, although we usually only do one of our written reviews. And you can find the other ones on our letterbox, like Johnny just said. Yeah. We have written beer reviews. We have movies that we're going to be doing in the next few weeks. Uh, we have other stuff as well. Johnny, if people wanted to support our show in more than just listening, if they wanted to give us some money, how could they do that? Patri- could they even do that? Patreon, okay. <laughs> or cash? Sure, let's we'll take cash. <laughs> you know, whatever, cash. <laughs> yeah,
1: in my hand. You see me on those streets then at the though, movie theater. Hit me up for that PayPal.
0: But for real, <laughs>
1: mainly Patreon.
0: Sure. Yeah,
1: you'd never see any of that money if they paid
0: me cash. Let's well, be real. Sure. Uh, Patreon, though, is a way that you can support the show. You can give us a dollar per episode. You can give us $3 per episode, 5 whatever you really want, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it helps our show keep running. It helps us get our hands on uh, pretty neat beers, although I will say that for the past couple episodes and this one, we should shout out Cameron again right now because both of our beers have been donated by a friend of the show from Oregon. But other times, we buy our own beers, so giving us money uh, helps us crank out good content. We also put out bonus stuff. We just recorded our bonus content this week. Uh, we talked about the most awkward position I've ever been in while playing music. I'm stuff glad you like added that. the music part to that. Yeah, okay. right. Good, uh, good, good, good. So, anyways, <laughs> well, there was a horse. See, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was, I was surprised they weren't like on a stable. Like that could have easily been like a big ranch house in like the scenario mm-hmm. where it went well, like a beautiful ranch and a husband and wife that loved each other. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was, uh, it was very different. Yeah. But you have to go listen to the bonus content by signing up for Patreon. On Patreon.com slash FreshHopCinema to get that juicy, juicy, deep down info.
1: Yeah. So that's how it works. That's where you can find us. That's how you can support us. Enough of that. Enough of that. Now is when you get to listen to us.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: so hi. Hi, man. We're going to do a beer now. Let's yeah. Let's
0: jump in. So as you dig it out of our Fresh Hop Cinema uh, ice glacier cave, I'm going to say what it is. It's a beer called Ching Ching. Ching Ching. And it's from Bend Brewing Company. You guessed it. They're out of Bend. This is a Berliner Weiss with pomegranate and hibiscus. It sounds like that when you open it. It's 4.5%. Now, Johnny Summers, Yo. am I correct in assuming or remembering correctly that we've done this this exact beer on the show maybe a year and a half ago?
1: I remember that we have drank it together. I don't know if I've ever done this with you on the show.
0: Regardless, this can looks different than I remember
1: it, right? It used to be in a bottle. Oh, maybe that's what it And I'm the label was. was different on that bottle.
0: Well and then they've done bottles with this label. Okay, gotcha. And then now it's cans. While I look up if we've done this before, can you read me what their website has to say about this beer?
1: Please. Is, is it a, what it says on the paper or Indeed. is it a, what it says on the can?
0: Uh, I don't know actually about the can. Oh my god. On their website. Oh, I'm reading the can. Alright,
1: is it that much better? I'm disregarding you notes. I don't I know. Time to write it. You know that guy who has been drinking the same IPA for the last decade, he claims he tried a sour beer five years ago and has hated them ever since. It's time to change his mind with changing. Ching. Ching Ching has been converting the non-sour drinkers since before you were born. That's a bold statement. <laughs> it's bright and refreshing sour ale that is perfect mix of pomegranate and hibiscus. Ben Brewing Company was established in 1995, and you guessed it, Bend, Oregon. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So I
0: was alive. Yeah, you were before alive. this. Absolutely. Like, mm, offended, but okay. Uh, here's, since there is some more information, I'll go ahead and read this. It says Ching Ching starts with the base of a German pilsner and wheat malt and is kettle soured using uh, BBC's house lactobacillus culture. Organic hibiscus flowers are adding in the whirlpool, staining the beer, a hey, striking, what are you asking me for? I'm your, sorry. I'm
1: sorry, your glass. Is it over by
0: me? Yeah. Oh, you my took bad. it away. I couldn't remember. put it, <laughs> uh, striking pink hue and contributing floral aromatics before a final addition of pomegranate in the fermenter. Wonderfully tart and effervescent Ching Ching goes equally well with a day at the beach, or a five-course meal. Now, before we get into this, I do want to say, we did do this beer on episode 25. Oh, wow. Uh, And I'll just read the description of that episode here. Uh, I was talking about us in the third person. Uh, I said, this week, Max and Johnny dive into the night, whatever, talk about the movie. And then I say, they drink beers from Bend, Oregon, donated to the show by Cameron. What? Thanks again. That's very funny. That was um, the second time she's given us this beer. Yeah, that episode was put out on March 23rd, 2017. Wow. Uh, so very fitting. Thanks again. This is this is great. Thanks she, for the Ben beers. Coming through. She's keeping it gangster. Um, and I remember us really liking this beer the first time. That's about all I remember. But I'm, I'm excited to revisit it. Let's revisit it. developed palates two years later. Yep.
1: Super hyper advanced. I'm in my final form. Yeah. Basi- what you, what basically you, a Charizard. What are point. you
0: seeing in your glass? What are you tasting? What are you smelling?
1: Lots of bubbles. Uh, it is very red. Very whiny. Looks like a rosé color almost.
0: Right. Which is interesting coming off of the uh, beer that I brought you. I was just at 21st Amendment in San Leandro at their brewery, and I brought back their Spark Ale, uh, which is a rosé-style ale, and it does look similar to this. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing this is a lot more tart.
1: This is a, a bit more tart, definitely more acidic, and tons more fruit. You really pick up every bit of that pomegranate that they add in the fermentation. Mm-hmm. That is so robustly pomegranate.
0: They should call this cha because that is money. Cha-Ching-Ching. This is a great beer. It's so good. It's it's a uh, it's lighter than I expected even even though it's 4.5% and I want to double check the can to make sure that what I found online is consistent with this batch. This is uh, a crispy is. sour boy. Yeah. Yeah it is. This is really good. Um it's as good as I remember it. The fact that I remember this beer doing it from two and a half years ago, not quite two and a half, but I think it says a lot about it. Yeah, that's back when you
1: were licking vacuums, so I mean. Yeah, baby. Really. It's just miles and miles ahead. This is tasty. No, it's good, man. This is a really great beer when it's 100 degrees outside, like today. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like the hottest Monday in history of Mondays.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Certainly this
1: year. Yeah. So this is a great beer. I would love this if I was working outside or if it was any hotter in this room than it is right now. Yeah, right. Just it's not close. that hot in here now. No, it's getting close, though. Really? No, I feel good. No, I'm all right.
0: Yeah, give it enough time. Give it like a half an hour. Yeah, if we don't we... turn on the AC on the break. Well, no, when it's time for break, When we yeah. will just see like beads of sweat. We just save the yeah,
1: it's just a little glistens. <laughs> just That's done. fine. No, this it's super well balanced. It's not overly tart because I, as I have professed many times before, I don't get down with super acidic sours. Now you're a heartburn boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm that makes sense. Everybody is to some extent. To some extent. When you're a chunky boy like me, yeah. Harper and hits you hard and fast and true in the chest. Sure. So you have to watch out and maybe stick with some loggers and some IPAs. But this is one that I think uh the can is really accurate. This would convert people. This would get oh, people yeah. to like this style. This Definitely. is a good this is a little more tart than I would imagine for a beer that's designed to convert people though. Like oh, it's, you it's, think it's still got some tang, tang. to it. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I think this is a this is one of the more approachable sour beers ever. It is, but it's like it's tangy. Well, yeah, but it's got to have some of it, right? Like, but it's almost like a Kool
1: Aid tang. It's mm. like a like a fruit punch, fruit juiciness to it. It's not like the sour beers where you're getting like a heavy like lactobacillus mm-hmm. or yeah. you know like a real heavy
0: like wild fermented barrel aged like getting the like the enamel off your teeth kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever like that really. Like it's, it's rare. so intense, and they they just oh they curdle my stomach acid. Yeah, just like oh no. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you we were drinking when we recorded our bonus content, you were drinking that seltzer water, the, the I'm going to have to plug the brand, I guess they don't deserve it, but, mm-hmm. um, talking about how it was like really light and like almost less flavor. And, um, maybe that was the point, but like super, super, um, super drinkable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're less heavy, or at least that's what, that was my feeling. It was less heavy because there wasn't quite as much flavor. Yeah. I feel like that about this a little bit. Like, um, it drinks almost like a really carbonated light juice Yeah, and it's super refreshing. Yep absolutely i dig it man
1: I, I like it a lot this beer's a win And yeah it's, anytime we can get our hands on
0: it you know it's been almost exactly 100 episodes which is crazy oh yeah so, more than 100 yeah yeah just um this is canon on march 4th of 2019 so we're looking at just about three months yeah holds up great it's fine this is one i think would
1: probably be fine for a long period of time yeah it would maybe just get less fruity but dude this beer is awesome I like it a lot. And usually hibiscus gets a little overpowering. Mm-hmm. It can get a little too flowery mm-hmm. for my taste buds, but I like this. The the pomegranate really takes hold and, and steers this beer directly into your mouth. Yeah, I was gonna say like I only get the hibiscus
0: right at first. Yeah, it's just super and on the nose. On the nose, and then you first take a drink, it's like this could be a very floral type beer, but it's not and then it, the pomegranate's like wha bam. Yep. Lol JK. Yeah. Real real good. No, I like it. Um I'm going to write down my score, sure. it's super secret style. You can't get this in Chico uh, unless you have a great friend like Cameron to bring it to you. Um, but if you are in Oregon and you get your hands on this or maybe somebody's given you one, let us know what you think of it. Again, it's Ching Ching from Bend Brewing Company, and we're going to rate it now. And, Johnny, you finished writing, so I'm going to write mine super secretly. All right. Super uh, secret I'm not ready down. yet. I'm going to go. Uh, okay, I'm ready. This is an out of 10 rating if you've never heard our show before.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8-7. Nice. This is a stellar beer. Stellar it's beer. Exemplary of the style. It's, it's super drinkable. It's someone, it's someone? It is sure. someone. Sure. You know, every beer is someone, okay? Yeah. Respect them for who they are. <laughs> no, it's, it's something that anyone could enjoy, I yes. think, under the right circumstance. And that is a hard quality to find in a beer that's not a, you know, straightforward like lager or pilsner that's
0: super well received across the board. Sure. So, yeah, I like this beer a lot. Cool. I wrote an 8.5. Okay. Very, very, for all intents and purposes, those are basically the same number. We both think this beer is fantastic. It's super drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. Um, the It gets so um, muddied for me once we get into like the 8.59 kind of mm-hmm. realm because it's like so minuscule critiques and things. like I don't even know that I could really express why I don't love this beer. I just know that I don't love it. Um, and I feel like that's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I tried to uh, objectively rate it. Yeah. If I would really picked it apart more, it would s- simply just be personal preference. Yeah. Like, But stylistically,
0: what it is, it is really good. Agreed. Yeah, it's, it's super good. Mm-hmm. Um, 99% praise from me. It's fantastic. Exactly. Um, okay, again, Ching Ching, Bend Brewing Company. If you're in Bend, go check them out. Go check them out. I'll be in Bend in October. Come drink beers with me. Yes. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move to Flick Picks, dude. Let's just move. What are you? Just get, get out of here. here. You want to go to Bend? Let's go home. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to Bend. Sure. How about October? <laughs> uh, what have you been watching, dude, since I've seen you? Any I... any good flicks
1: yeah, that so you would pick? This was actually, this last weekend was a very important one. I think it came out May 31st, but I do believe we recorded a couple episodes in one week. Yeah, sure. So we haven't recorded since this movie came out, but. The culmination of one of the greatest TV shows of all time was punctuated by a movie. Nice. I am talking about the 2019 release of Deadwood, the HBO exclusive and original that was made after much fan outpouring, Yeah. after that show was canceled with a hell of a cliffhanger ending and was never fully resolved. So we had this long, long, long wait. Luckily for me, I watched that show relatively recently right uh so i didn't have the the perilous like i think it was like six year wait something ridiculous uh for this movie so yeah that's my flick pick i watched it i liked it it was basically an hour and a half two hour long episode of deadwood that tied up all the loose ends and that happened later in the lives of the characters yeah, so you got to see how they'd aged and where their families were and stuff at this point, and it really put a nice bow on the TV series. And it definitely didn't stand alone as its own movie; like it's just the last episode right. of the show. But technically, it is a movie. Sure. So that's why it's my flick pick. But Love it. Yeah, it was it was really good. I would give it like a strong, like seven seven. Nice dude. Yeah, I would change a few things about it, but. Overall, it was what we needed to wrap that show up. Yeah, so, and if you haven't seen Deadwood, you should watch it. Not with children. It is one of the sure. most foul. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's it's like the most foul language ever, like on a TV show, but yeah. it's all written in a Shakespearean meter. Oh, that's this show. That's yeah. Right. yeah You're talking about so that. It's it's a head trip, man. But yeah, Ian McShane and Timothy Oliphant.
0: Yep. Good,
1: good acting in that show, man.
0: Do you happen to know who directed a lot of the episodes? I the, do not. Yeah, the movie was directed by Daniel Minahan. Um, and I'm wondering if there's any crossover, because, uh, I mean, like, does it play pretty similarly to the way the show did? Yes. Like, you, you, like if somebody had just played this at the end of the series, you'd be like, this is just a long episode. No. Okay. It definitely felt different in some aspects. They used a bit...
1: You could tell they had higher budget for, like, the some CGI. Sure. A little bit of graphics, and also just kind of a different look. Like, everyone looked the same- But older. Ish. <laughs> a little older. Yeah, but older. Yeah. So, I mean... With a bit of
0: suspended disbelief, it worked. Yeah, so. I'm always curious about about series that end because then you have obviously cliffhangers. You have things that aren't resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, did they effectively tie up everything? Yes. Nice. Yeah, because in the in the season when it got
1: canceled, they would whittled it down to you know about three or four main issues driving mm. the plot. Uh, and they all they all tied themselves up pretty nicely.
0: I'm wondering, like, so Deadwood, if you don't know, is a is a town in South Dakota. Um, it's got a lot of history, a lot of like Wild West type stuff went down, and this is kind of the setting for this this show and this movie, obviously. Um, like, in terms of conflict for here, like, just in case, like, I don't know, but in other people I'm sure don't either. Like, what is sort of the driving force this movie was about,
1: like? It- there was a major money, like investor, businessman type person that was wanting to come in. Bad and guy. Sounds bad, like a bad guy. Bad just guy. immediately throwing money around, like rolls into town, buys a hotel. Got it. Which lives is also in, a brothel, probably? In, no, not <sighs> this one. Restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, and then immediately lives there and, like, uh, starts basically throwing his weight around town uh, and tries to creep on people's like mining claims and right uh, it's kind of just one thing after other and he's a very dirty businessman and uh Timothy Oliphant's character is kind of the the white knight of morality and then okay. he's yeah. like the like the pure lawful good right and, and then, then like Ian McShane is would be like like the chaotic neutral
0: right okay so
1: just really interesting characters uh and it's all about those two main characters having to navigate this problem and how they deal with it in different ways and then there's a lot of relationship stuff and and different things in the movie or, or in the series and the movie around that but that's kind of the last season in the
0: movie's central driving plot is gotcha. dealing with this one main villain nice
1: kind of a big jerk
0: yeah is there like in my brain there's like a ton of action sequences like a lot of like gunslinging and like horseback riding and but maybe I'm just like generalizing my thoughts on. Yeah, you're western. just thinking okay. it's a western. Yeah, yeah, it's way more of a drama. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm.
1: It's uh, really good. And where can you watch it? It's on HBO, and it's Perfect. all the whole series is on HBO. So if you have like HBO now,
0: right? If you didn't cancel it after Game of Thrones ended, you can <laughs> yeah. still watch it. Um, is this movie watchable without having the background of the season? I wouldn't. Okay, the series.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the most standalone. Okay. Like you can get kind of an idea of it, but it's it's really designed for. Fans of the show to have a movie that is
0: essentially the sequel to the show. That's so great. That's like, that's, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd love to look up some numbers on like how profitable it's been so far. Cause it just came out maybe beginning of the month.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you can really, um, get a metric on that because it's HBO's original content right. and
0: it's streaming on HBO. I bet you they've put out some numbers. I, I'd be curious to do some digging just to see like what a movie like that, that is based so heavily on previous stuff, how it does to the general public. Yeah. Although... I mean, with HBO's reputation on putting out really good quality TV shows, mm-hmm. I would guess that a lot of people that subscribe to HBO have seen Deadwood. Yeah. So maybe that is a good move, putting yeah. it out on their platform only. I think so, because at the time Deadwood was out, it was one of the biggest shows
1: in the country. It was kind of almost like The Sopranos when The Sopranos sure. was airing. Yeah. Like, Deadwood was people's jam. Nice. So, just like Dexter. Like, when yeah. Dexter was airing, I was so deep in it. People love
0: Dexter, and except at the end, end. end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's... Lost, Dexter, Game of Thrones will go down and, like... When humanity is dead, mm-hmm. aliens come. I'm like, what is all this stuff? Well, Why did they screw these like a, shows like, up? These are the worst shows <laughs> per ending yeah. that exist.
1: And it sucked because most of those, I didn't really get into Lost, but yeah. Game of Thrones and uh, Dexter were both really good. You know, yes. Beginning and that's, middle. That's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, I watched a little Dexter, but yeah. Gian really loved it. First act, second act, great. Last just... 25% of the third act. Money grab. A lot of it. people would say even just the whole last season was pointless. Dexter? Yeah. There's like six seasons? I believe something like that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. People are greedy, man. Hollywood. Sure. Yeah. You
0: got to keep spinning the wheels. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with like the Quentin Tarantino movie coming out. Yeah. Like you get something that you and I both agree was not good with A Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, which I know is not like somebody's like, it's the best movie. Whatever. You might be right, but when it's not worth saying, yeah. I think it was bad, you think it was bad. And I'm like, like so worried this is the, he's going to start going the route of like, a, of like, Dexter, like, just keep on making, like, worse and worse stuff. And to the point it's going to tarnish all the beauty that f- was in the original stuff. And I just don't want it to happen. I don't think that's the case with this movie, but I'm just so leery of it after Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm just still, I'm still, still upset. Who hurt you, Max? Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones got me, Game buddy. Of Thrones. David and D.B., whatever. D&D. d and uh, Okay. So I watched a movie called The Perfection. It is on Netflix. It came out in 2018. It was directed by Richard Shepard. And it stars Allison Williams, who you might know from Girls or from Get Out. She was uh, Daniel Kaluuya's girlfriend, the crazy you, – you've seen Get Out. You know who she is. Yeah. Um, and then Logan Browning from Dear White People. Okay. Um, I watched this because I love both of those actors. I actually hadn't seen Logan Browning in anything else except Dear White People. Okay. And I know we talked about it at one point. Like we were both a big fan of her and that. Um, I didn't really know much about this movie. Like I just kind of saw it on Netflix. I was like, this is neat. I will watch this. I
1: saw like it come up on my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like action suspensey, or horror? Yeah.
0: And it's, this is one of those movies. Like it's, you don't want to know too much going in, I think, because some of the twists can be fun. But if you know that, that even the type of twists that are coming, it really kind of deflates them. Mm. Um, but what I will say about this movie is that both of these girls are essentially child prodigies when it comes to playing the cello. And at one point, Alison Williams has to leave her cello Academy because her mother gets sick and she kind of throws away her career to take care of her mom. And then Logan Browning's character comes in and sort of like fills that gap. Then they reconnect as adults, um, and get to know each other and decide to go and take two weeks off basically and go explore sort of the country They're They're in, uh, where are they somewhere in the East? I can't remember. Um, and Logan Browning, gets her idea. And she invites Alison Williams character along and they go, and things go on from there, and I won't say too much, hmm. but this is a pretty interesting movie, I think. I think it's worth watching. Okay. Um, It's hard to get into, like, themes, but there's a lot of, like, there's a real girl power thing in this movie, and it's so good. Like, all I want to say is that I think this movie came out at a really important time. Nice. Um, And, like, it's far from perfect, ironically, because it's called The Perfection. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was perfect. No. Um, right. But it is worth watching, and there's some really interesting um, storytelling elements that the director goes for. Some of it kind of plays as lazy. Like, there's this, there's a couple of flashback sequences that basically is, like, leading you by the hand. It's like, this is why this happened. And it's like, one of them works really well, I think. And one is like, all right, I get it already. It's the second one. It's like, I already know now. I should know, like, I should be looking for yeah. these clues. And it's like, you don't have to show me all of it. Yeah, like, all right, you're
1: beating me over the head with it now. Yeah.
0: Um, but I do think the performances by the two leads are great. Um, sort of the underlying messages by the end, it's like, everybody can get behind it. It's great. Nice. Nice. Um, so if you got a if you got a free night, I would check out The Perfection on Netflix.
1: And that's fun too, because like most people in the universe have Netflix now. Yes,
0: yeah. What would you give that out of ten? Um, I actually it was it was more than fine. I'm gonna I would give it like a solid seven. Okay, yeah, all right. Like I I'm gonna watch it again. Nice. Um, because I think it's a really good movie to like show people. You can like check out this movie and nobody's gonna be like, oh, hated it. Yeah. Or most people probably. There's okay. always gonna be somebody. Sure. I might hate it. Yeah, I don't think you will. No, I think you might. You might really like it. All right. Anyways, that's what I had for flick picks, man. Cool. You want to uh, jump that, to a break? Yeah, let's take a break. That's cool. what we've been watching, but we're gonna come back
1: with the main event. Yeah, <laughs> get, it, get into the Dark Phoenix. Uh, no
0: spoilers yet, so stick around. If you've already got your dancing shoes on. And your drinking shoes, head on down to the Handlebar Bar right here in Chico. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a happy hour seven days a week. That's right. Every single day from 2 to 6, you get a dollar off of all draft beers, a dollar off cocktails,
1: half off bottles of wine. It's a crazy good time, man. They even have some new menu items. Get some new things on the menu down there. They have a patio. You can bring your dogs. You can bring your children.
0: This is a wild and crazy good time. You should check them out. Yeah, again, that's the handlebar right here in Chico, south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street. Go support a local business. You'll feel great. Try the spatzel.
1: Why did you make me do that?
0: Look at me. Focus on my voice. I'm not giving up on you, Jean. She was my friend. You're my family, Gene. Stop. No matter what. Stop. 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 Look. You're special, Gene. And if you stop fighting that force inside you,
1: if you embrace it he will
0: possess the very power of a god. Okay, written and directed by Simon Kinberg is the movie Dark Phoenix. It's the what do you think fourth, fifth, uh fifth 37th. One? No, cuz it's like this this is like the reboot, right? This is the X-Men 2.0. Oh yeah, now that they're younger. Right. Sexier. So this is, so the first one was um First Class. Uh there was maybe another one Days of Future Past. Uh, Oh, and then, um, you know, the the first one she was in. Wasn't
1: Apocalypse? Apocalypse.
0: And then this one. So there's four. Okay. Um, And this one, basically, I'm not even going to really read what this synopsis was online. Basically, Jean Grey, uh, who is very famous in the X-Men. She's like the original X-Men. She's she's telekinetic. She's got all these powers. She's very, very strong. She comes into contact with what they think is a solar flare in space on a rescue mission as the X-Men are trying to forge sort of a a peace with humankind. So they're now like helping out humans. That's the thing. Mm And um, stuff goes wrong. She gets hit with that solar flare. Comes down to Earth. She survives. But uh-oh, not everything is as we thought it was. ruh ro! She's got some powers, and they're very hard to control. There's also some aliens, because it turns out not a cosmic flare. That was like a crazy power or something, and the aliens want it. Uh, I didn't love this movie, so I'm maybe not giving it its due diligence in terms of description, but I think that basically sums it up. Do you think there's anything we need to add? That's about it. Yeah, that's kind of the general idea.
1: The mm. aliens are trying to get the power. Sure. Uh, it uh, kind of unlocks some stuff in her
0: brain mm-hmm. that was tucked away. Sure, that's important. It yeah. makes her mad. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sophie Turner plays Jean Grey. James McAvoy plays Dr. Charles Xavier. Michael Fassbender shows up as Magneto uh, or Eric uh, something. can't think of his last name. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence plays Raven or Mystique. Then Jessica Chastain plays uh, an alien. Vook Vuk. 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 Something. What the vook? Yeah. Uh, it also has Nicholas Holt, Ty Sheridan, Alexander Ship, Evan Peters, and Cody Smith McPhee, which is maybe my favorite name that I've heard in a while. Cody Smith. Cody Smith McPhee. I like that. Um, so let's just briefly say this too. It runs almost two hours long with an hour 53 or 54 minutes, depending on who you ask. felt uh, uh, like three. It did. It's rated PG 13. It was, came out originally June 7th. And as of June 9th, domestically, it's made $32.8 million. Uh, so mm. smashing some, smashing some box office numbers, no, but it's not. I mean, it's not nothing for, it's for a couple days, but it's also, uh, famously now like the worst X-Men like the worst reviewed X-Men movie. It's also like the effort. worst box office opening weekend. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh, maybe I was, maybe I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking of then. I don't know what thought 32 thinking. was, was kind of high.
1: No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Never mind. It's doing bad. Okay. It's doing bad. Yeah. I Googled it and it was like. X-Men movie, tanks at the box office. Oh, is that right? And I was like, oh, God, jeez. Yeah, like, I was just
0: read an article wrong, I think, like a headline. Pets 2 and Dark Phoenix, top weekend box office, though both underperform. Okay, Yeah, yeah I just read the first sentence. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, okay. to read the whole headline. Um, All right, dude, uh, what do you think Man. of this film? You know what? It is. Uh,
1: it was an attempt. There was an attempt at the glory of X-Men. Uh, my number one problem overall with this movie was the pacing. Oh. Uh, in addition to the writing and the acting and the story and yeah, the plot. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> but they tried to like go super deep into a drama mm-hmm. and like make this movie super emotional and tense without really committing to that style of film and keeping a lot of the dialogue very X-Men And it made oh. it really, really awkward. It's like, it just didn't read mm-hmm. <laughs> for me. I was like, this movie is. It's just, it's screeching to a halt right now. Yeah, like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, it was just little cheesy, man, and not well done. It just didn't do it for me. It came came across as really slow and not committed to what it wanted to be. Uh, I really liked Sophie Turner, but I don't feel like she did a whole lot.
0: Yeah. You know? You know her, her actually, we were talking about her hair a second ago, um, but her hair was all cgi she, oh, wore a, she wore a bald cap. That's crazy. Because, like, you know, it has like, that flowy sort of yeah. thing going. Uh, even one that wasn't doing the flow thing, she was <sighs> still just not her hair. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: there there was like a moral struggle, uh, and there was uh, a lot, and I mean a lot, of staring at the camera. Yes. There was yes. a ton of that. Uh, so, with the exception of brief moments from Sophie Turner, uh, this movie fell really flat for me. That is unless you've always wanted a mutant whose secret weapon is his hair. Fair enough. In that, that case, was, yeah, this movie fine. is for you. Sure. Everyone else, this movie is not for you. So, Yeah. Yeah, there was just lots of problems, and it didn't keep me engaged. And I think the action scenes were too far and few between. And all the coolest stuff was in the previews. So I really wasn't surprised by anything action-wise, mm-hmm. really, or plot-wise either.
0: Like, this movie was not surprising at all. Yeah. I think um, my favorite superhero franchises since I was a kid have been X-Men. I think um, the cartoons were awesome, and I, yeah. I love so many of those those heroes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I grew up on Wolverine, and, and like kind of the core X like Storm and Professor X and Jean Grey and Cyclops, and like those guys, Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first kind of iteration of these movies with um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and um, Hugh Jackman uh, and others, I thought like a lot of people didn't like them. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, they were um, pretty cool. Like, it was cheesy but in a comic sense, and at, at their best, I remember um, – x-men being about like like the political climate like so much of it looking back was about like race relations or women's rights or whatever it might be like really important social things and a lot of the movies reflected that early on and i think if you're okay with them not doing that anymore and just kind of being like popcorn entertainment this movie might be okay um but it also comes back to like so like they kind of play with this relationship between magneto and professor x even in this newer franchise like they're like friends but they also butt heads a lot which is a great dynamic. I think in the early movies that worked really well. Cause like Magneto was a bad guy for a while. And then he came around cause he's a human and like had dimension. He's a real person. And then starting with like apocalypse, you have like this bit larger than life. God who just wants to destroy stuff. And then here, like she basically gets her agency taken away by just being like, I'm a destructive force. And like aliens want to use her. And aliens are such an easy cop off for like bad guys, mm-hmm. only bad. And they are only bad in this. You got zero backstory about the aliens. No, they're just like, they're, uh, I can't even, I don't know. If, I thought they were Groot at yeah, first. Right? I was just like, is that a bunch of little Groot monsters? Um, but which, which is fine, I guess. It's not for me. Um, but the other thing is like what you're saying about pacing and like tone is that this movie doesn't really care. It needs like, it, it has the, the plot driving the characters rather than the other way around. Like you have the whole first half of the movie basically is like you're setting Charles Xavier up to be like a bad guy. Kind of like he's done all this really kind of shady stuff because he thinks it's for the good of the people. But everybody's like, dude, not cool. And then it's like, oh, wait, there's aliens that are bad. Let's forgive Charles. We'll just blame the aliens. And that like kind of takes the precedence. Uh, what I wrote down here is if you're willing to throw aside the tradition of political significance, characters with more than one dimension, and true to character behaviors, this film can reasonably still exist on the merit of some of its action sequences. Like they're over-CGI'd. They're not particularly visually compelling. But like, I love seeing superheroes fight with their superpowers mm-hmm. and like put them on a high-speed train and duke it out. Like I'm, That's cool to me. And that's it. Though. That was it's, the it's o- cool. That's fun. Fine. I think those were the only moments that I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the weakness does come from the dialogue was terrible. It was so much exposition. <sighs> like, at, at one point, um, it was cringy, dude. It was bad. Hank uh, beast. Says it says to Charles again, like we're like nine or 10 movies deep at this point. If you count both fran- franchises and like the trying to find Jean and Hank like walks in and he goes, Charles, you can find, you can track her with your mind. <laughs> It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, thanks, man. Who are you man. telling that to? Another point, Charles wheels himself into Cerebro and he like puts on the helmet and he looks and he's like, I built Cerebro to enhance my powers. It's like, we know, dude. Yeah. Like We've been beaten over the head with this information. How
1: annoying was it too in that scene? Little tiny pet peeve, yeah. but like Professor Xavier's like, Turn
0: it up a little bit more. Yeah. Like, and the knobs. It's like, like six inches yeah. from you his turn hand. You turn it up, you asshole. <laughs> like, dude, you can reach it. Uh, I don't really understand. Like Cerebro's gotten a little bit cleaner since the first movie. Like you used to have cables everywhere and like yeah. things falling apart. Now we it's like it's Bluetooth, bro. two buttons or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe it's Bluetooth. I mean, the first movie came out like way back when. You had to have wired headphones. That's true. Nobody could even. Yeah. No, he's um, got earbuds. The other thing is that in the trailer, there's a scene where a helicopter blade flies at Magneto. And like lodges itself in a building. Wasn't in the movie. He, uh, that was in the movie. Was that it? Part was. Okay. But he, and he, like, he like he like barely dodges it. He like kind of, I just couldn't help. It. Like, dude, like you control metal. Just, you don't even have to use your hands. Just like, don't let it hit you. And that's like your whole thing. Yeah. He like dodges death. Yeah. That's the only thing like, that well, you're that's, good at. Yeah. It's Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. I think I missed
1: that scene because that was when I was getting up to change seats. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I wanted to do it at a time when there was like action happening. Mm-hmm. So people wouldn't look at me.
0: Yeah. Um. But Okay. Do you have any other general thoughts that you want to talk about here?
1: There were some things that I really liked, mainly uh, the scale at which the mutants in this film used their powers. It was pretty cool to see yeah. them flex up a little bit. Okay. Um, mainly I'm talking, let's see, Storm a little bit. I always thought Storm's been kind of underpowered when she has literally like the forces of nature at her yep. disposal. Yeah. You could do way more with that. Uh, and I, they went a little bit, but like, I like that they went a little further than some of the movies we've seen in the past. I would still like to see them get pushed to a bit more grand
0: scale. I think all they gave Storm really is like lightning, lightning, like- and wind. Oh, that's true. Oh, and ice. That's and sure ice, makes ice cubes at one point. Yeah, for the bar, the party. That's kind of cool. Yeah, those are fun little accents like that. I think are cool. If I was Storm, this room would be like sixty four yeah. degrees. Yeah. Can you just can you become that? God, I wish. Um, I actually want to push back a little bit cause I think sure seeing them flex their powers are cool. Uh, like, there's a scene where Magneto like pulls up a train car, mm-hmm. but I that like, was
1: so unnecessary. Yeah.
0: It was use a car, dude. You're just trying to block the door. Yeah, <laughs> like, what? what, what? There's like buses on the street. Right. So I think like that's a great example of them trying to impress us with their powers because they don't have anything else to lean on. It's like, yeah. we could have had a great confrontation scene there. Uh, and instead it's just like more special effects, like more powers and like, I don't know. Yeah. That was, that scene was pretty lame to me. Hmm. Yeah, it's like they're trying to do like a magic off, like who's got the coolest spells. But like the little things like you're saying, like like Storm's Ice Cubes is a great example of like, I love seeing the mutant world. And Mm -hmm. so anytime we're at the school, I'm like, them's cool. Except there was no, there was like, I don't recall seeing any of the students using their powers. No. In the past, like there would be a scene of like a little kid sit in front of the TV and, like, changing the channels with his mind. Like, that's way cool. Or just, like, shape-shifting or something. Yeah, whatever, walking through walls. It doesn't matter. Like, that's very cool. Yeah. And here there's, like, no.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the same feeling I get when I watch any of the Harry Potter movies. Like, even the... The Fantastic Beasts movies. Oh, I feel that way about those. I just... I love that universe so much. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, It just gives me that instant nostalgia and, like, I just want to roll around in it for a while. Right. I love that. And I do get that from this, and I think I was stoked to see a bit more flexing. I just wish it would have been in a better
0: movie. Sure. Yeah. Um, I guess the idea is that, um, this is sort of the end of this franchise. Hmm. Like I, I was reading some stuff about that. And if you think about kind of the ending of the movie, it, you could, you could posit that based on how everybody sort of character sort of ends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's fine, but I'm sure they're going to reboot it. Well, there like- has to be a Deadpool crossover. Like, that's coming. It has to come. But uh, Deadpool's been cool because they kind of take some of the non-main characters, the non-centralized characters, and use them. Like the uh, – what's the big dude's name? Colossus. Colossus. Yeah, and like like the Negasonic Teenage Warhead kid. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Use them. That's fine. Like Charles Xavier – uh, I almost said Megatron. What the hell is his name? Megatron. Um, Magneto. Magneto. Megatron. That would be a great crossover. Wrong franchise. Uh, Magneto would produce Produced by Michael Bay, yeah. starring Tom Cruise, um, as Professor Xavier. Right. <laughs> he just like, can't stop him like, getting out of his wheelchair. He's like, <laughs> you don't have to run, dude. You don't have to do your stunts. Just sit there. He's like, I can't. <laughs> he builds robot um, legs. Yeah. So you can just funnier. run everywhere. God, I also man. love, like at one point, Will McAvoy's telling Gene, she's like, This is a thing that comes up. He's like, you can do anything you set your mind to, Gene. And she's like, shut up, dad, whatever. And then at one point, she's like, he says that and she goes, well, walk to me then. He's like, you know, I can't, which is dumb. Cause like, obviously she's going to tell you to do that. But then she like makes him walk with her mind, but it's like still hard for him. I don't get how that worked. A lot of stuff like that in this movie. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we need to know. (laughs) No, I guess not. So let's rate this before we go to a break, I guess. Yep. This is probably the right thing to do. 3.5. Nice. I'm going 4. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Because I feel like I have expressed why it's a 4 for me. I'm happy we're done talking about it. We're not quite done, which is a great segue. If you still haven't seen it, we're not going to spoil it till the very end of the show. We are going to take a break and come back and talk about our second and final beer, which is also provided by our friend Cameron. Uh, So if you see Cameron, give her a shout out for us. Give her a hug. High five. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. Don't
1: give strangers hugs. Please introduce yourself You have to, to know first. First. Yeah, good call. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Uh, danger zone. Zone's feeling pretty
0: zone. dangerous. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Danger is something that I quantify based on a heat level, mm-hmm. and it's beyond dangerous. <laughs> that, that couple of minutes did help with yeah, the AC, I think. It did. Just, uh, you know. I gotta, yeah, I gotta figure that out.
1: Yeah, just will you just
0: like hurry up and buy a house real quick so we can have central AC in the podcast room. The way I figure, I gotta save up at least at least ten percent on a house, and I'm not gonna find a house that I want in this town for like less than three fifty. Yeah, so I just need to come up with like thirty five grand that I'm gonna have laying around.
1: Unless you've never bought a home before and you qualify for a first time home buyer, that's true. Three and a half percent.
0: Yeah, but I don't want to do that because my 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 home buying insurance, my mortgage insurance is gonna be like crazy. Like I'd love to put down twenty percent, but. I don't know. I'm not like I'm not gonna grape 70 grand out mm-hmm. of the blue, you know? No. Uh okay. Just sell a kidney. That doesn't get me enough. I'd have to sell like you can sell something that does get you enough. I can't think of what it is right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a kidney. I think it is a kidney. What do you think that is, like 110? Probably. I'd do it. Uh I don't know, We drink a lot. Yeah. Yeah, gotta keep them. It's more than the podcast has ever paid us though. 110000 dollars Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> slightly. That is slightly more than we make here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we would just sell if we sold one kidney each and then bought, do you mean,
1: yeah. no to total one of our. Kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> like we just Shambo, like have an epic game of shoots. Sure. To see who loses a kidney so we can both put down payments on houses. Sure.
0: Yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. I think that's a perfectly logical plan. So Patreon.com slash Fresh Cinema is a way that you can support our show so we don't have to <laughs> Don't turn that into a money grab. Our kidneys. It is a money grab. <laughs> no, it's I just not. prefer not to sell my body to do it. Uh, so yeah. you want to talk about, about Morningwood? Yes. Bourbon barrel-aged Morningwood? Yes. I'm glad you specified. Sure. Because, you sure. know, we're in the danger zone. After a night of drinking, that's what I call your nether regions anyway.
1: No,
0: <laughs> After a night of drinking, Ugh.
1: it's um, not.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this is a beer by Funky Buddha, <laughs> Funky Buddha Brewing, Ooh. out of Oakland Park, Florida. Gotcha. Um,
1: Ooh, trick you.
0: This is a, an Imperial Porter. It weighs 11% in alcohol, and by volume, sure, and. It, uh, it's it's thick, it's viscous I'm just looking at Johnny Point right now um, If you're new to the show well, Don't look at me, look at the beer Sorry, my friend. Just because I'm thick and, thick and viscous Doesn't mean the beer is We've talked in the past about porters Always being thinner than stouts Which makes sense um, for a lot of reasons But we've We've tried to think about what would it be like To have like a barrel aged porter Particularly one that's high in alcohol And would it be thick like a barrel aged stout Would it have sort of that The fullness in body, would it be kind of less carbonated than than your typical porter? Um, And I'm curious to find out. But first of all, we should talk about what this is before you tell me your thoughts. And I think I'm just going to read what I wrote down in the notes. I think you should do that. What's better than beer for breakfast? How about a little morning wood? This imperial version of maple bacon coffee porter is aged in bourbon barrels for months, lending smoothness to the smoky, salty, rich combo of maple syrup, fresh roasted coffee, and bacon-like flavor. And I got to say, it's the bacon-like that made me feel okay drinking this. Because I wasn't sure, like, was it was a whole pig going to come out of this thing when I poured it? As you know, Donnie, I don't eat pork. Neither do I. Oh, good point. I don't eat it for moral reasons. Like, if you found out this was brewed with bacon, you'd be like, oh, I'll drink it. Yeah. And I would be a little bit more torn. And I don't know where I was going to land. So I'm glad I didn't have to cross that road today. Exactly. Unless I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I hope nobody tells me that it is. But if it is, and you know, No, me.
1: even if it says it's a bacon beer, it doesn't have actual bacon in it. Why not?
0: They use smoke and seasoning. Could it have actual... People People whatever they want in beer. People yeah. put pizza and money in that one beer. Yeah. Bacon's not that weird. But it, no, I think you're right. It didn't say on the bottle, so... No, there's, I don't think any pigs were harmed. It says natural flavors, though. Well, oh. I don't know. Smoke is... I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't matter. What do you think of this beer? It is quite interesting. It is... Really
1: carbonated and it coats your mouth like crazy. I mean, it's got a huge, huge nose on it. Like, this beer is tremendous. Wow. It That's is a lot. It's a lot. Everything about this beer is gigantic. I mean, you open the bottle and the room starts to smell. Yeah, it did. I was afraid this was going to be overwhelmingly maple syrup, but I was very relieved to try it and find a ton of coffee. Yeah. A lot of the roastiness. Uh, But then it it kind of balances out and settles into this like waffle batter
0: syrup type thing that Mm -hmm. like it really does taste like breakfast. Dude, yeah, it tastes like like chocolate chip pancakes. Kind of, yeah. With obviously syrup on them. But like the roastiness that you're saying, we talked about roastiness, whether it's um, particularly and only specifically applied to coffee. And I said, no, I don't taste coffee. I taste roastiness. Mm -hmm. And I think what I should have said and what I'm getting from this is like more of like a chocolatey roastiness. If, okay. Like a like a baked chocolate.
1: Yeah. That's from chocolate malts. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um and also when you roast
1: chocolate malts, it tastes like that. Yeah. It's amazing. I like, almost yeah. guarantee that there's
0: uh like I think it's chocolate malts. There's like a style of malt yeah. that's
1: makes it taste like chocolate. It's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, I get more of that than I do coffee in this. Definitely. Um but this is um uh, this is something, man. There's this is not a not a subtle beer necessarily The main question
1: we always have with porters is is it thick enough for like you know because it's a porter it's not supposed to be thick and, how,
0: but it's also 11 exactly. so sure
1: how does this rank in the mind of max
0: Minardi with your expectations going into it i think it's it's actually exceeding them a little bit it's it's not as thick as a barrel aged stout nor did i need it to be it is definitely thicker than a regular porter i would say it's thicker than a thicker than your average stout for sure mm-hmm. um and it's, it's, yeah, I think just mouth, there's a bit of heat that I wasn't expecting for yeah. 11. Like it, it ends, um, with a bunch of alcohol, but also we've had this out. I think this is safe to say this is uh, room temp at this point.
1: Yeah. And her uh, room's pretty tempy. Yeah. But I so, like it. This
0: is exactly the temperature
1: I'd want to drink this beer.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a little more bubbly. That was my last thought. It's a little bit more bubbly than I expected. Um, shake it up, but still, yeah, still, give it a swirl. Still good. Drop a paper towel in there. Huh? I <laughs> said drop, a, just drop a paper towel in there. Right. Um, not know What do you, what
1: do you think? I like it. It's surprising. It is surprising in the robustness and the identifiable nature of the adjuncts. Yes. I can pick out each and every one of them in my mouth, and that is something that a lot of these pastry stouts and stuff, I think, have a hard time doing. They just get muddled into an overarching just smear of sweetness on your tongue. Yes. Uh, And this beer is really, really nice that you can pick out everything that you're tasting and the different layers to it are apparent, and they don't blend together too much for you to not get that. So I think that's that's really unique to this this beer in that style. Like the best pastry stouts and stuff like yes. that, you can taste the graham crackers and like all the crap that they're supposed to have in it. And also, this beer only has a
0: couple adjuncts. Yeah, you've seen these ones that which have is like smart. I think seventeen. Right, well, I've I feel like I've. Uh, pooped on those a little bit Like I was like It's so much Like you're just basically Covering up anything That I would consider Like be able to pick out I was like, Is this beer good or bad I don't know It's just a lot of flavors It tastes like I'm eating A bowl full of candy Right And you're oh, right This is like This has got a couple of things mm-hmm. You can taste all of them Yeah um, And they're not overwhelming I will say The thing that carries through From start to finish Is that maple Yes There's a lot of maple
1: Yeah But when, when you think about Breakfast And like a totally. breakfast like this What goes over everything Yeah The syrup Sure Di-
0: Yeah that's That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to ask you, like, how does it compare to, to your favorite, Double Stack, which is also, if I'm not mistaken, a maple uh, porter, is it? No, it's a maple stout. Maple stout. Yeah.
1: Um, this one's different. It has a bit more of a, a booziness on the finish, whereas uh, Double Stack is pure, pure sweetness. Uh, it is probably twice as sweet as this, I would say. A double Stack is? Yeah. Double Stack, double the sweetness, dog. Sure. Makes you sense. That's what I'm saying. So... This compares only in that it is about equal in the quality and strength of the maple flavoring. It really rings throughout. It has genuine maple qualities to it. It doesn't taste fake. That's true. That's a big part of this. Yeah. And good. And it's really, really well done. Uh, I think this is the
0: Porter... uh, maybe younger brother of double stack. So I just looked up double stack. They're the same ABV, which caught me off guard. I kind of assumed the double stack was going to be higher.
1: Well, a double stack is a single
0: is not a barrel aged stout. Oh, is it not? No. So it's
1: just a regular stout that somehow they get that syrupy. Right.
0: Tremendous. I guess one of my complaints here would be that, um, what I did want was some of the barrel. Yeah. Like if it's going to be bourbon barrel, I just want to taste some bourbon. I think you get that in the finish, that heat that you're oh, talking maybe, about. Oh, maybe, yeah. I guess I didn't attribute that to any particular, like a bourbon. I just, it felt like alcohol to me, just like a heat from alcohol.
1: No, so take it, sip it again, right. and drink it fast. Swallow it down, and you kind of
0: get almost an aftertaste of a little bourbon esque. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's just like, you ever try those like flavored bourbons? Isn't there like a maple whiskey? Yeah, bird dog. Yeah, like I never had that, but I assume like that's kind of the aftertaste that I would get. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Um, I guess, like, I think the maple, maple does just kind of overwhelm everything. Yeah, um, it does. But, but it's, that's, yeah, it's that was the know, intention. I know.
1: So, yeah, I mean, if you wanted more barrel, that's a fair thing to say. But I think it has an, a little bit of heat, and it definitely absorbed the ABV. Yes, you know, if that's how that works, I think we've talked I, about yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. I think stuff Is gets good hotter in the barrel. Yes, yes. does it? Well, yeah. does it keep fermenting? Because that's what. Yeah, because I
0: think it eats some of the sugars from. Um, well, a, a there's like more sugar going in. They like leave it higher so that, that it can ferment more. Um, and I have to assume that like the more than just the flavor, like there must be some alcohol in those barrels. I feel like this is something we should know for sure. Yeah, I'd love to figure this out as well. We should Google it. I will. I'm gonna Google it. Now. I feel like there's gonna be some date, some deep diving. Eh, just uh, you know, we
1: could do like that'd be good. Does content does beer get stronger in barrel aging? Because I think it does. I really think it does. Oh, no, it
0: definitely does. I'm just curious about why. Like, physiologically I'm not 100% sure it does. And if it
1: does, it's there's only one reason. It's that f- sugars are fermenting off and
0: creating more alcohol. Um, okay, so I pulled up a... Um, beer Advocate. I might actually adjust my microphone here. But, yeah, I pulled up a Beer Advocate article. What does it say that it is called, Joy? How much does barrel aging affect final ABV of beer? So one person said, just Google Like This is like a comment thread. Just like, mm-hmm. Google it because too much BS comes up here. But... Um, this is just seems like people's opinions. Um, oh, so oh yeah, we're reading a comment thread. Uh, here's a guy that's, has a lot written that seems kind of, kind of legit. Um, he wrote a
1: paragraph. He must be smart. Two
0: Paragraphs. Yeah. With pop, uh, proper punctuation. He said the real, the real variable, well, I guess I'll read the first part residual spirits or wine, whichever it is, will seep into the beer and increase the ABV. If the beer undergoes a fermentation in the barrel, this will also increase the ABV. The real variable is how much spirits or wine is left in the wood, which is kind of what I was saying. Wow. And this varies considerably. If you've ever read any interviews with brewers, you know that sometimes they get barrels which are mostly dry with only a little liquid uh, in the wood pores. And sometimes they get barrels which have big wet puddles of wine or liquor left. Um, And then everything in between, it depends on what the vineyard distillery does with the barrel. Um, That's interesting. Well, this, yeah, this guy seems to think that it, it does. It depends on literally what's in the barrel, which, which totally makes sense. Yeah.
1: I'll have to reach out. I'm uh friends with some brewers that make some pretty good barrel aged stouts that you might have heard of
0: yeah that i think yeah i think i know who you're talking about i think that would be really really nice to know particularly with those really really good ones that mm-hmm. we're thinking of i'd yeah. love to know if that how much the barrel affects that and like looking at you brian mcgivory calling him out just love calling it. you out
1: bro sure. he keeps telling me he's gonna be on the show next time he's in town so and yet i saw him a few weeks ago and didn't get on the show so. well that's his loss mm-hmm. boom um so back to this beer sure that sounds good for me i like it it has a weird like almost tartness on the end but i think it's just me tasting something weird yeah i don't get any bitterness on the end you say
0: bitterness or tartness you said tartness right no it's not i was i was tripping yeah okay yeah i don't because that this is uh so far from from bitter or tart to me this is like so rich and robust yeah uh almost oh you know what Save some of this because I have some. I got this. Uh, turn my microphone back here. I got this really awesome Hagen Hagen ice cream. It's um, it's bur- it's like bourbon barrel aged ice cream. I'd never heard of it. and I was like, this looks good. Uh, and we should maybe have a scoop after. Can you have a little? Can you have like a bite? I'd rather not. And like pour some of this beer over it. I'd rather not. I'll smell it. Okay, that works. It smells damn close to this, except more bourbony and less mapley. That'd be good to mix together. Yeah. How much does we got left? I'm making myself a milkshake. Yeah, this is a good me. beer, man. I'm, I'm into this. I'm really impressed with it
1: because it is massively drinkable. Something yeah. with this many adjuncts and it's this seemingly yep. sweet. Yep, it's I, real drinkable. It's so
0: nice to have a beer like this that is not just about the the um, uh, accoutrement, is not what I'm trying to say. Not about like the what is a word for what I'm doing in my hands? Accessories? <laughs> yeah, but like flashier. Wow. Like, the, the bedazzlings? Yeah, like it's not all, it's not just about like the cool label and like the, the flash. craziness that went in. Yeah, the yeah. flasher. Sure. Like it, it holds up once you get over the the sort of the cuteness of like, oh look at all it's a it's a breakfast beer. It's because it's not a fucking gimmick. Yeah, you Gimmicky. Know? There it's you it's go. a the well gimmicks, that's It's a
1: well crafted beer that happens to have
0: adjuncts and flavors. Yes. That yeah. It's not an adjunct beer that's drinkable. Well, I don't know. I might actually say that it is. Like it is an adjunct beer. Well, but, but I'm saying it's it's a well crafted beer first. Yes. And then, so like they knew they had this beer, and then they're like, "We're gonna add these adjuncts, and we're still gonna make it about the beer, and the adjuncts, but it's not gonna flip completely and no, just it's, only be about the maple." This is really nice, though it is very mapley. Yes, got to be clear that like it's a crazy, crazy mapley beer. Mm-hmm. But there's there's dimensions to it, and it's not so sickeningly sweet that you only get maple. Yeah, yeah. This beer's a nine point three. Yeah,
1: it's this good. is one of the best porters I've ever had. Uh, it reminds me of a beer called uh, Vikings Lament Ooh. from Fieldwork. It's uh, I believe it's a maple porter. It's either a maple porter or a vanilla porter from Fieldwork. Yeah, and it it
0: clocks in really high too. It's like eleven or twelve percent porter. What's the one from New Glory? Uh, Or maybe I'm thinking of their uh, Ace Venturo Stout or whatever. Yeah, I I thought they they do like some pastry type stuff. Oh yeah, they do a bunch, but they're all stouts. Yeah, okay.
1: So yeah, this uh, really really high scoring beer for me. One of the better porters I've ever had. It's tremendous and it's massively drinkable. And I like it a lot. I'm
0: gonna give it a nine. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying to, like I've said in the past, like trying to gear more towards um, being able to seamlessly translate my scores from the show to like untapped and letterboxed. Um, So nine is like a four and a half out of five. Damn near perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not quite. Like I said, I want like more of a a specific bourbon taste, not just a heat. Um, I want bourbon. You should put bourbon in it. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll put that over the ice cream too. I don't care. That'd be fun. Sure, it's gonna get wild. Yeah, <laughs> go fix my garage after that. Yes, um, <laughs> super good beer. One uh, of the better ranked beers that we've
1: ever done on the show, I think. Um, we don't get into the nines often, my friend. No, but we've we've both done
0: tens. Yeah, but it's been like once or twice. It's, yeah, it's been rare.
1: So I'm saying this is a
0: rarely two nines.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: what this is one of the 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 reasons I love our website developing is like, we're going to be able to go back and like search for these. Mm -hmm. Um, This is one of our ratings.
1: This is a beer you should travel for. Like, yes, if you're anywhere near this in Florida or somewhere that gets it, you should, I would drive for this. Like, yes, anything, you know, I was watching that pizza review Instagram. I like yeah. His, what was that? It's uh, the president of Barstool Sports does pizza reviews. And I kind of it's like uh, food porn for me because I can't eat pizza. So uh. I just watch him travel the country and eat pizza. And it kind of like fulfills my heart a little. Yeah, I get that. So, yeah, his thing is like anything over an eight is you should travel for anything under an eight. You should like not leave your neighborhood for. Wow. Those are
0: very extreme differences. Well, Not your neighborhood, or like, he, like your town. Well, he lives in New York. So oh, like so you okay, leave your point. city yeah, for? Yeah, you know
1: what yeah, I mean? Sure. So I, I kind of like that idea that like you travel for this. This is one of those ones like double yeah, stack. Like definitely. I would try and get
0: it in the mail. Go get it. Yes. Yeah. Highly recommend trying this. Again, that's Bourbon Barrel Age Morning Wood from Funky Buddha Brewing out of Oakland Park, Florida. Get it where you can, if you can, while you can, and if you can, where you can. Uh, we're moving right along.
1: Let's move along rightly. Where are we going? We're going to the hot and the bothered. And neither of us are bothered, I can
0: tell you already. Sure. So let's be hot. Let's be hot, man. What's your hot? Well, so I i think I told you off the air I had an eight-show streak. I thought you were going to say eight shots. No, <laughs> eight like, shots before we started. <laughs> my God. Uh, no, I played i played eight days in a row of a show a night. Yeah. Some some days it's been like like two shows in one day. This was not. This was one a day for eight days. Um, And the first four were my four in Reno that I do a lot. And then... I ended up joining a couple friends here in town, Kyle and my friend Josh, um, for a show. And then I played at 21st Amendment in the Bay Area, which I said earlier. Uh, and then I played at the Exchange in Oroville. You said that on bonus. Did I? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. Uh, sure. Uh, so I played in 21st Amendment. At I see brewery. a beat of sweat. It's happening. I see a beat of sweat. Um, Anyways, there was this like planned power outage in Oroville Saturday. Semi-planned. It was a red flag fire risk. Yeah, so like... PG&E has clearly learned a lesson. They're like, when stuff, (laughs) when the weather goes bad, we're instead of like just letting it happen, we're going to shut off the power in danger zones. Yeah. Two points for danger zone. Danger Um, zone. Though, in this case, that power outage happened around nine o'clock on a Saturday night in downtown where there are businesses open. Yeah. The business I was at, I happened to be playing music at. Yep. (laughs) And they cut the power. And there I was with Rob on drums, looking like an idiot, not Rob, both of us Mm -hmm. looking dumb. Um, And then the bar decided to stay open, basically serve drinks at cash only. And at one point, immediately after it happened, I called the owner of, I was like, hey, how strong is your bar? He was like, strong enough. I was like, can I hold me (laughs) and can I hold Rob? And he said, yes. And we jumped up on the bar at the exchange um, for a bunch of drunk people and played some songs. Nice. It was very nice. I've only done that one other time. Uh, and it wasn't because of a power outage. It was because there were drunk middle-aged women asking me to do it. And you were stripping. I was not stripping. No, sadly, not sadly. You ain't got a it's lot not of my, cake Not cake. my strength. Mm-hmm. It's not your weakness. Well, that's true. i have seen your other Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to shout it out. We don't need to do that. No. Um. <laughs> so that was fun. It was. It was a really cool experience. Like it was such a long day, such a long week of shows. And it was like. The 21st Amendment show was weird, but fun. Yeah. Then this one was weird and fun, but I've been so tired, like I said. And that feels good. It was a fun, memorable uh, week of shows, particularly cool. the last two. I imagine um,
1: your profession at times can get a little ho-hum. Yeah, Like sure. if you're just doing eight shows and they were all just exactly the same. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, it's got to be nice to have some interesting stuff happen and, you know, nothing bad, thank goodness. Yeah. I know like right. a lot of times when interesting hap- things happen, it's like... You're stuck on the side of the road in oh, the yeah, that, snow. That happens a lot. I had a flat tire. Nice. Yeah. So I guess that bothered me. You probably
0: a also had a jack and a spare tire. Yes. Yeah. Unlike that time I got a flat.
1: Yes. And I changed it in under five minutes. Nice, time myself. dude. That's great. Just like kid's dad from Christmas story. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was proud of myself. Under five minutes. Well, what's got you hot then, dude? Um, You know what?
0: Actually, I think you should leave. Oh, I started watching that. It's so good. I'm so, y- you talk. I'm gonna okay. I'm going to steal the spotlight here. So I Think You Should
1: Leave is a sketch comedy show on Netflix. It's a Netflix original uh, written and starring actor Tim Robinson. And it is amazing. They basically uh, made a whole sketch show about making things as cringy as possible just they're playing it's, that yeah you know that game how awkward can we make this they they made a tv show out of it and it is hilarious we, how, how much have you watched oh all of it twice we binged watched it and started it over it's so funny uh it is irreverent it is highly r-rated it is grotesque at times
0: as you you said we binge watched it. you and your wife
1: yeah and we actually had a, a party saturday night and after the UFC event was over, we put that on and kind of just drank and played it in the background, and yeah. it, it was really funny. Uh, there was uh, one episode in in specificity <laughs> that reminded me of Brian McAllister, because we used to get drunk and write songs on the spot around a campfire. I didn't see that one. Uh, and there's this one about uh, an old like Johnny Cash-style country western band. And the bass player starts improvising about the night the skeletons came to life. He's singing? Yes. Oh, interesting. And it it was hilarious. And it was 100% like a moment that could have been out of my life. Yeah, that's great. I love that show. It is definitely for a specific taste. Right. Uh, If you in. If you identify with my style of humor more than Max's. No, I think no.
0: I think you can get on board. Fans yeah. of fans of my uh, persuasions. Definitely. I th- I think there's something there. Though for me it got old quick. I think that's it. But that's my argument like a lot of things that we both like at first and then I kind of fall away from. It's yeah. cuz it gets old and I there's in my opinion it just gets bored.
1: Yeah, it can. And I could see that. But I mean I
0: watched it to the end, and I thought all the skits were pretty unique. Yeah. So I think uh, the other thing is, like, I don't think that guy's that funny. Like, I think some of the strongest episodes are when there's other people doing I, most of the heavy lifting. See, I think that dude's hilarious. Yeah, and that's probably the big difference here yeah, in the show. Definitely. He he
1: kind of reminds me of someone like an Andy Samberg. Yes. Like, it, if either you like him or you don't, definitely. Like, if you like him, you can watch all of Brooklyn Nine Nine forever. Yep. And it never gets old because Andy Samberg go and do Andy Samberg shit. Mm-hmm. So. That's
0: my hot. I've really been digging on that show. I think you should leave. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, okay. You want to talk some spoilers for Dark Phoenix, dude?
1: No. We don't have to. I, To be perfectly honest, I... No. I'm trying to think of anything <laughs> Do I wanted you? to say.
0: Well, um, I would never lie to my audience. Sure. Our um, audience. I don't know that there's too much I need to say. Like, um, I was going to say earlier, I was like, yeah, this is like the end of the franchise, um, which is kind of made clear because like uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character uh, is dead at this point; she gets impaled, mm-hmm. which kind of caught me off guard um, a little. Yeah. Um, and then like people retire, like <laughs> that stupid last scene with them playing chess. Mm. Like they just wanted to retire at like forty-one years old or however old they're. Yeah. Michael Fassbender seems way older than he is. Yeah, but they tried him. But it's like you guys are the same age. No, you're but, not. No, Shut you're up. not. Yeah. Also, why is Magneto doesn't? Why didn't he look older? He, like, lived through the Holocaust, right? That was in the other one. No. He's
1: this one, too. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Shouldn't he be, like, uh, you know... Uh, Older than Ian McKellen. Like, 80 years old? Yeah. Do they have a remedy? How does that... Uh... No, because they all got younger. Cyclops got younger. Everyone got
0: younger. Right. They just recast him. and they, they, Yeah, they called but... it,
1: like, the X-Men, the first class. Yeah, but they didn't change his backstory. So, he, like, he still lived through the
0: Holocaust. So, like, how does that... I guess... Because I mean, this movie wasn't set in the 60s. It was modern day. Yeah, but even when it was in the well, they, yeah, like there was the, in the days of future past, they went back and they were the same age. Yeah. Because, what, what? I don't know. I don't think they care. There must, like, I feel like I would have read something on the internet about how lazy this is. Like, this is so obvious. And, because I was thinking about this too. Something. And I'm like, well, because you
1: know how there's so many different uh, character storylines within one comic book yeah, universe? Sure. Yeah. I think they're just going down a different, Thing maybe but that you, yeah. might explain it. I can't say that with any certainty, but that would kind of make the sum of these parts have a little bit more
0: sense. I mean, I get like, also like, like maybe this is a tangent where he doesn't age, and like that's a thing in 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 superhero. It's like some people don't age, maybe.
1: But yeah, they laid that foundation with Patrick Stewart and Ian mccallum uh-huh. that they were old men and they were young and went through the Holocaust. And
0: no, I'm saying there was a. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was a scene with with Eric. Eric Fassbender Uh, With Magneto Magneto
1: Mag-fucking-nito Maybe I am
0: thinking of the other one
1: I think you were, man I don't know Yeah, maybe I am I I don't know I think you were That's the only time I remember them referencing the Holocaust Okay, gotcha Yeah, because it would make sense if they just started a completely different story arc Yeah, totally Because they're all young again Right Yeah, maybe Let's say that's it That's fine One of my favorite X-Men was in this
0: movie And that's Nightcrawler Dude, even Nightcrawler in this this series is so lame Yeah, I know It sucks Because he's like
1: He's super badass.
0: Yeah, th- though he did have some sweet fight scenes on that train scene, like seeing him teleport, and, like stab people with his yeah. sharp tails. That's dope. I love that stuff. Yep, it's great. It was, and they don't have to feel bad because they're just dumb aliens. Exactly, they weren't even people. Yeah, it makes you. That's that's the cop out for like superhero movies, like or like the Chitauri, Chitauri in like Avengers. Mm-hmm. So many of them died. It's okay, they're not people. Right, but it, like that big one that like rolls in. The, mm-hmm. This does that make sense? Yeah, Where, like the thing? big rolling. Like, like if that were a blue thing? whale, I'd be like, no, the whale. But yeah. it's like whatever. It's like Chompy chomp alien dude, mm-hmm. kill it! Yep, it's a beast. Yeah. So, is there anything else you liked about this movie? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, not really. Well, then why give it the time of day? It ends exactly how you thought it would end. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was surprised they didn't set it up for an, another sequel. Yeah. Like I thought. I think it was nice that maybe, granted, but they, they did. did not cut this off before it got bad. It's been bad for a couple movies. They should have ended it after Days of Future Past. Called it good. Yeah. And they did not. So, but
1: in a way, they did kind of leave it open ended because the Phoenix going across. That was the sky.
0: so stupid. Yeah. What did they like, that whole narrative or like over overdub? Like, she's basically just like, I'm I'm not dead. I've transcended into like like a fucking Obi Wan Kenobi kind of thing. Yeah. Or yeah.
1: Right. Well, in the comic yeah. books, like once she
0: became the Phoenix, she didn't die. So I haven't read any of those. Yeah. And I assume a lot of people that have seen this movie also haven't seen read those. Yeah. She could just do way cooler shit. Like. Ugh. I don't know, dude. Keep it either. keep it down to earth. Keep it with like politics and social issues and personal dynamics. Don't I don't need like she not have to be flying through space. Yeah. Though I would love to see a movie of her fighting Captain Marvel. I think that would be dope. I think it's just like the hair effects that it was like, oh, it oh, looks yeah. just like Captain Marvel. Right. Like, like these are the same same with Thor's Thunder. Like Storm and Thor's Thunder Lightning mm-hmm. were like, I feel like that's the exact same like uh VFX department did this. It's all Marvel too. So. The other thing that bothered me. Is that when you get zapped with lightning in life, you don't, you're not even close to okay. Yeah. You're like, it's fire. It's like high it's electricity. voltage electricity that yeah. ignites your skin. Yeah. And here it's like superhero movies just have like these energy blasts. It doesn't matter what the energy is. It could be like.
1: Well, it's like with Cyclops and his laser. Or, or that. Or, or like it, the it, laser would burn through it you. Like pushes
0: you. I don't I don't get so that. So there's these scenes where like he's melting holes in a train. Blasting them. It just like explodes. It's so hot. There's like. Boom, yeah. And, and then burns it. Yeah. But
1: then you shoot one of these aliens all in the chest. Yeah. And it doesn't penetrate. No, it, it just kind of sends them. it flying. Yeah,
0: the physics are weird. Like, what'd you do? Just set your eyes to stun, right, Scotty? Dude, but- the, uh, the the other thing is like the aliens' favorite move of like torturing humans is to like make a twist like a like a nipple. What do you call these things? Like so you, a, a purple nipple. Purple nipple. And then like, but like, like to the, the, the torso. But, but like, it also twists their shirt. I don't get that like why would you That twist looked the like shirt? lazy That was such a bad it was like what it looked like lazy special effects they just put a swirl yeah, like, on like the
1: whole like front like something
0: we learned to do in like 7th grade on Photoshop like the gaussian blur Yeah like, yeah and yeah. then also it doesn't hurt right away there's a scene where she's like the a, Vuk? Vuk? vuck whatever Vuk her, f- her name is that fucking Vuck with no eyebrows she had really white eyebrows it was very strange know, also a weird choice Jessica Chastain was for that Mhm um anyways she like finds um, Jean Grey's dad, and she's like, "Oh, this is unfortunate." He's like, "Why?" And she's like, "Cause it's so much harder to understand your species when you're screaming." Twists his chest a good couple seconds, and then he goes, ah! Ah! "It's like, what do you mean, dude? Like dude, that's that? I don't even know what's happening. What would happen if you twisted your like th- all the ribs and shit that twisted up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. You would die or pass out. Yeah, How, that's such a stupid torture technique. This is just delayed. I'm gonna screaming. destroy your internal organs so I can ask you questions." Stupid alien. Oh, so stupid. This movie was a real failure. Yeah, Sophie Turner's accent was a nightmare. I, I was hoping for more. I was too. I was hoping this could be- I love Sophie Turner. Know. I want her to do all the amazing things. Sure. She's, she's great. She's okay. I don't have a lot of evidence to suggest she's great. She's, I know. I just liked her as, 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 good as, in Game as Sansa Thrones. Stark.
1: Sure, I did too. She's like, Sansa Stark is great. Sophie Turner might not be a good actress. Might, might
0: not be great. Yeah. Shit. We'll find out. You think, know, Jennifer Lawrence has only been active for like 10 years. She's been on the scene for like 10 years. Yeah, I believe that. I think she's like the youngest uh, female actress. Actress. I don't know if that's redundant. The youngest actress to be nominated for an Oscar.
1: She's got chops, and man. And she, she has the In uh, has Winter's, Winter's Bone.
0: That was her first movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She
1: got nominated. That's crazy. Like the trajectory that, of that oh, her chops. Scene. She's got such acting chops. But she was
0: terrible in this too. Yeah. Everybody was bad in this. So, James McAvoy was bad in this.
1: So that's like the thing where like if one person says you're an asshole, they might be an asshole. But if everybody around you is saying you're an asshole, you're an you asshole. might be the asshole. What are you uh like, what is that? That might be the writing. Like if everyone was just oh, shit see. in this yes. movie. Maybe it's the writing and the screenplay and the direction. It's
0: terrible writing. And
1: the director was directing them in a shitty way, yeah. saying shitty lines. Yeah. like, Because I know these, like Jennifer Lawrence, she's a good actress. Michael Fassbender's great. He's great. Jessica Chastain is really, really good. There's a strong argument by that podcast, you like, that Michael Fassbender might be the best actor of our generation. Film spotting? Yeah. Oh, they talk one, about of them, one of them has him picked as their favorite actor nice. of He's, this generation.
0: Dude, you got to see Frank. Have you seen Frank? No. Oh, why don't you, well, you, frank. you can be frank about it and tell me what it is? Look it up on Letterboxd. Okay. Um, it's been a while for me, but it's it's he's I'm an just gonna enemy. make a note because we're talking. Sure. Um, yeah, it's really good, but no, he's he's fantastic, and I like I don't know.
1: Yeah, he's, and even um, what's his name? McAvoy.
0: James. Yeah, he's usually pretty good. He I like him a lot. I think. Yeah. It's, um He's usually better than his material. Yeah. Lately. So I, I don't think it's just a spontaneous thing that all these actors were terrible. No, in this I movie. don't. I don't either. You know, what sucks is too like on like the promo circuit, they all have to be like, man, this is I'm, I'm so stoked. This movie's looks it's been so good. It's been so fun acting. And man, the director just is, he's a visionary and he's yeah. got to it's like, yeah, it sucks. You have to say that the same exact press reel as like all the actors from Game of Thrones season eight. Dude, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm sure there's something in their contract that's like, you can't go out and talk shit about this. You have to act like you love it. Yep. Ugh. that there's that compilation video on youtube of all the actors from
1: game of thrones like talking about, about season like, eight yeah and uh Tyrion lannister what's his name peter dinklage, peter dinklage. like looks like someone dead in the eye and it's just like the writers are visionaries no and they're the best of their time
0: Fuck. yeah and then it's just, he's just dead inside it's like yeah. oh my Dude, god I honestly it's contractual like they just have to say it yeah I wonder, like, because I've heard people talk shit about their old movies. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how long they have to wait before they're, like... The statute of limitations. Yeah. Weird. I don't know, man. It is weird.
1: But, yeah, this movie was a bummer. I think we both expected a lot more, and I think we expected something at least uh, remotely enjoyable. And, unfortunately, we were both disappointed. So, I will never be watching this again. No. No.
0: Uh, If you've seen Dark Phoenix, you want to let us know your thoughts, or you've drank Ching Ching... Or Bourbon Barriers Morning Wood, you can reach out to us on any social media at FreshHopCinema. You can email us at FHCCast at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us via our website, FreshHopCinema.com. If you want to support this show for a couple bucks a month, like a cup of coffee a month, and you get awesome bonus content and all sorts of fun stuff, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash FreshHopCinema. Uh, Until next Tuesday, when we cover Shaft. Shaft. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Renati. And we'll see you then. Shaft. This
1: is Fresh Hop Cinema.